You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, a Gmar to everyone. We're going to be talking about Gonic literature, especially as it relates to something that I believe uh, for many people is a very solemn and very important part of Yom Kippur, the beginning of Yom Kippur, Kol Nidre. Um, and the tune of Kol Nidre, the repetition of Kol Nidre, just the two words Kol Nidre already resonate with most people as this is Yom Kippur. And it's been remarked by many that the words of Kol Nidre don't necessarily align with the sort of incredible sublime sanctity that the tune and the attitude that goes with it. You can see people crying during Kol Nidre. You can see it on people's faces. And yet the what's being said in Kol Nidre, if you look in the translation, seems to be a formula, a, for, a halakhic formula that is... Well, we're going to talk about what it does, but it seems to relate to allowing you ab- absolution for various types of nidarim, um, isurim, which is really a neder that you use the word isur because we know when it talks about a neder, the, the Pasuk in Bamidbar says, la'asar isar al-nafshel, acherim, which is when you say, I want something to be a cherem for a hektish. Uh, a co-name is something where you say that it should be like a korban. Like co-name is sort of like another way of saying korban. Co-name is, right, not co-name the barbarian, but co-name the <laughs> korban. Um, a, kinu, a, a kinuye is basically a nether, but instead of the nether, the way uh, the full-fledged nether it's sort of like a, a, a shorthand nether. Um, and um, instead of people saying co-names, some people would say cones. That's where you have kinusei. And of course, you also have a shvua, which is a nether that you sort of combine as a shvua. So when you say kol nidrei Basically, all you're saying is these are various ways that you can articulate um, a, a, a term that will make something usher to you to either either to eat, to be involved with, to get benefit from, or you are using this to put upon yourself to do something, it would seem, or that you or, right, or that you will stay away from something. And that's exactly the next terms. The nidarna that you made as a nether, the shtavna that I did as a shvua, the acharimna that I said as a cherim, the asarna, or I said iser, al nafshasona. Okay. So, that's the one you're about to start. Adyoim kipurim aboyaleinu you know what that is? That's next year. <laughs> that you should live a year from now. In other words, any nether I'm going to make from this Yom Kippur, or a nether, a co-name, a kinus, a shvua, 
מיום כיפורים זה עד יום פסח that we have מיום כיפורים זה עד יום כיפורים בעלינו that can be attributed to an alteration that was pushed through, ramrodded through by Rabbeinu Yaakov ben Meir, Rabbeinu Jacob Tom. We talked about him before. He has always been a critic and here he was a supreme critic and it was through his influence that the Nusach changed. Originally, the Nusach of the Gaonim, the Nusach that we know from was was said we the nusuk that it appears was said at least in the yeshiva and pumpadisa was miyom kippurim sha'avar ad yom kippurim zeh so it's really the past any netter and anything that i said from last year till this year what i want is I am I'm I'm basically being The Gaonim, there was only one big declare declaration. And you didn't go to a Bezdin to get Hataras Nadarim. They did it publicly. It was done on it was done on Aragim Kippur, a time that the Gaonim indicate everybody was around and people weren't working. And people weren't eating. Erev Shoshana wasn't good enough. It was a time to be Mater Neder. What were they being Mater Neder, though? Why were they being Mater Neder before Yom Kippur? Well, and 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 and, and, and we're going to see what the critique is. But why were they being Mater Neder before Yom Kippur? So if we take a look at some of the terms the, that we see that, that, that the Gaonim used to explain it, one term is, as you can see on the board, Yom Kippurim, Huzman Slicha Vichuva, Bitsaracha Adam, Litaher Mabonasov. Okay. Vyesh Nadarim, Shadam Noder, Bemeshach Hashama, Veno Zochram, Kadela Kaima. In other words, basically, the problem is, is that you forgot. <laughs> In other words, oh, I did all the Chuva, all my Averis. Wait, wait, wait. You've got a mitzvah to do, which you haven't been doing. You made a netter to do this, you didn't do it. You're supposed to be cleaning up in the shul when you made, you made this netter to do it. Oh, you 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 had a netter that you were going to do something, or you made an Israel partner yourself and you forgot about it. Uh-oh. Or or to give tzedakah or to do a certain act. So you better. And so right now it'll turn out that we can't you can't get a complete chuva because there's all these things that you fail to do. So they masakin hafara betzibur lahater nedarim that you didn't remember, so that might have been the way it started. Um, there's another version, slightly different. Let's take a look. Lama tikna rishonim lomarkach mishum dekaimalav the alkol avonu shebetara imasu tshuva yom kippur mechaper. If you do tshuva properly and you have yom kippur, that avera will get some sort of kapara. But even though it's true, almost every Avera, Bismanazeh, with with Chuva, it can work in Yom Kippur, even though we don't have the Sar Mishtaleach. But Nedarim, if I made a nether to give Tzaka, Yom Kippur doesn't erase my responsibility to give that Tzaka. I better pay it. And it'll turn out that if you forgot to fulfill your Nedarim, then as much as you did Chuva, you're going to be punished 
because you are bound to your nether. So therefore, they said it was basically a, a original takana was a nether I forgot it, and I, I don't know about it, and therefore I can't fulfill it. So I'm miskarat on that nether, because this way I want the kapara to work. Now, it's interesting, we, we talk about why we do kol nidre three times. Um, why do we say it three times? So the, if it's hataras midarim, it could be because when you go to a chokham to be matra specific nether, he says mutarloch, mutarloch. But this, according to the original idea of kol nidre, according to Rabbein Yerushaya Hazokin, the way he understood what the Gaonim had in mind, was it was for the nedarim that you forgot. So there the chokham wouldn't say mutarloch, or would he? So he came up with a different reason. Because since it's done for people to don't don't get it. We do it a second time and a third time. So this way, at least by the third time, you'll understand and you'll have kavana in what you're saying. There's an alternate idea that the people are going to be coming late, even on on Yom Kippur, and if they don't if they don't catch it yet, yeah, it's part in the Rishonim. For the people who are coming late, at least they'll get it the second or the third time. So that is one approach that of why it was there. Now. Can it work? Can you can you do this public declaration? And you're not going to a specific chacham. Can it work to be to get rid of those nadarim that you don't know about? So the the one of the uh, kadmonim of the Germans, the Ravan, writes that it wasn't just about um, it wasn't just about nadarim you didn't know, even nadarim that you knew about. And that you actually uh, are still fulfilling. The Gemara says, "Hanoder keilu bonabama." That if somebody makes a nether and now lives in this world of nedarim, meaning what he's doing is he is um, he is now um, bound by a new halachic reality that he created. The Gemara says nedarim. That's ke'ilu bona boma. When you make the netter, it's like you have your own religious life that's outside of the Torah. You have your own bum in your backyard, and that's what you're committed to. And if you fulfill your netter, ke'ilu hikriv alav carbon. Meaning you put a carbon on the bama, which is shchute chutz, your chayv is for. So the Ramon says, we want to cancel even the nadarim that you made, that you don't have to fulfill anymore. So that is an interest. If that's what the Gonim, and it's possible, that's what the Gonim wanted to do. Now, um, based on this, um, the Nusach makes sense. What we are saying, that we say that uh, that we're somehow, the community is able to, to say that Harata works, and they're bottle mavuto, and we also say kakasu v'seres meishavdecha v'nizchach l'koladas pene yisro, meaning I might have violated those nedarim. Okay, now I hope that I cancel them, and I retroactively—it's as if I didn't do them. But 
but I, I was being over them during the year. So that's why you need to say, because basically everybody forgets and people forget what they what they promised and forgets, and God gives slicha. Because it isn't just, oh, I, I went through the process. I've also violated these midor. I forgot about them. I didn't remember them. I didn't write them down. Or maybe even willfully expect work to overturn the nether from the beginning because God wants to be soleachos. Okay. So that is what seems to be the idea behind kol nidre. The problem that was, the problem with this approach is first of all, um, that's not the way Hattaras Nadarim works. You go to a chocham, especially a singular, and you know you you go and explain why you can't be bound by this nether. That's the way you're supposed to do. Um, the and and Rabbeinu Tam, and remember we talked about how he became an activist rabbi after he was almost beaten to death. We spoke about that a number of weeks ago. This was one of his activists' acts, was to, to change Kol Nidre. Um, I'm going to read to you from Rabbeinu Tam's own words. Here is Rabbeinu Tam from the Sefer HaYoshar. So first he says, Kol Nidre, Damrina Belel Yom HaKippurim, Higia Abba Moriz Atzal. My father changed the Nusach to Miyom Kippurim Zeh, Ad Yom Kippurim Habaleinu. That it's Mel Gaonik Nusach, that you say is from the Gaonim, from the past till now, Eino Elatole is making a mistake. Shiev Shalahatiris Atzmo. First of all, you can't just pronounce it with a bunch of people around you. You need to have Harota and explain what your Harota is, why you regret it, and what it is that you regret about it. And also, you need a yochin mumcha. You need an expert, someone who knows these halachas, someone who who is a yochin mumcha, or at least a bezdin. Now, some of you are going to tell me that oh, that's a bezdin because the the chazan who says it is the is the dayan, and he's got two people on the side of him. All right. Many times these chazonim were just chazonim, right? They weren't necessarily dayanim. Um, and it's true, the idea was. Take three people out, uh, but you know it, 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 I don't know if Kol Nidre developed specifically with the Dayan as if the three people there were a bezdin. It sounds like Rabbeinu Tam is saying you know the, there's a chazan there, and everybody is saying it together, and that's what he says next. He says about we hold our Papa that says in the Parak Shaleach Get that every time you have a nether you can't just say I don't know what it is. You need to actually list your nadari. So what you should do is use my father's change. In other words, his father was Rav Meir, Rashi's son-in-law. He said, everybody should change to my father's nusach, which is Yom Kippurim Zeh Ad Yom Kippurim Ba'aleinu. Now, the question is like this. What did he think Kol Nidri was? According to his criticism, it would seem that what Rafpalti Gon and Pumpadisa 
promoted and was being done was a non-halachic or a very weak or basically a, a new, novel, and very on shaky grounds halachic practice. Could the Gaonim have actually promoted this? It's in the Siddur of Amram Gaon, which is the Siddur that he wrote and, and was, was, was spread to, to, to direct people about what to do. Could they have been so unknowledgeable in, in, in what Rabbeinu Tom criticizes them for? So, um, Rabbeinu Tom is going to suggest an alternate idea of Kol Nidre. Uh, Rav Yisrael Shapansky, writing in his book, Takanas HaGaonim, says Rabbeinu Tom is really suggesting this is what the Gaonim meant. Not necessarily that, that whoever came up with Kol Nidre was completely mistaken. Now, Adisa, according to the reports, promoted Kol Nidre. Rafter Shunoi, his other number that was just down the road somewhere in Sura, said, As if what, as if what Rapalti was saying was the wrong thing. You shouldn't be even doing it. We don't want Hataras Nadarim. We don't want people to make Nadarim and then be Somech and Hataras Nadarim. Ela Shamanu Shabishar Artsos Omrim Kol Nidre. I've heard that in other lands, not in Bobel, not here in Iraq, Kol Nidre has begun. Avu Onu Bebobel Lo Reinu. Because how could you be mater? How can you just say whatever I'm saying is going to be bottle? Now, what's missing from this little quote is the fact that Rav Trunoy also wrote in his response that we do not want to encourage Nadarim. And he says, for the last hundred years, we have not learned the Nidarim in our yeshiva. In our yeshivas, we don't even learn Nidarim because we don't want people to feel that they have this power to say it. And by turning uh, Yom Kippur night into a time to allow Hataras Nidarim, what you are doing is promoting Nidarim. And we want to stamp out Nidarim. So I, I don't know if, if you know, was he, was he inherently criticizing Rav Palti, who in the yeshiva in the same city in, in, in Pumpadisa, although maybe they were different. He says the minig of both yeshivas together was not to say kol nidre. So we, again, Natrunoi is clearly uh, against everything. So what is it that Rabbeinu Tam is going to do? Is Rabbeinu Tam going to explain, like Shapansky says, what was the original minig, minag that was in Pumpadisa and defend it on some grounds? Is he going to really say, look, I, I know that I'm going to be fighting windmills uh, if I try to stamp this out. It's been going on for hundreds of years already. So the best I can do is refashion Kol Nidre in a way that it makes halachic sense. That's one way to look at it. Or you could say, uh, I, I'm sure that whoever 
allowed it or promoted it had this in mind, but people have been have, have erred in the couple hundreds of years and have have used the wrong terms. As Chavero Sheyokal Etzlo, Yomerlo Kol Neder Shani Osagli Dorhubato. The Mishnah makes doesn't really make much sense. The Mishnah is saying af. In other words, there's certain adharam which automatically the first Mishnah in this parak says, we know it doesn't mean anything. We know you just did it because you were excited. We know it's because you were forced to do it. We know emotion got the better of you and you didn't really mean it. There's another nether, which is not a real nether. And that is using sort of reverse psychology. I would love to get you to come to eat with me. I'd love to get Bob and Dove and Richard to eat with me, but they don't want to come. I keep on asking them to come to eat. No, no, they don't want to come over. So I say, you know what? I'm going to make a nether that I'll never get anything I know from you. And I don't want So it's so it's so wild that I hope that when you hear it, you're going to be you're going to be so frustrated. That's going to sound like I'm so frustrated. You're going to agree to come to eat with me. Or like, and this way you will come to eat. So, but you have to remember Bishas Haneder. You have to remember when you make that Neder that you made a Tanai earlier. So the Gemara says, wait. The guy you're trying to get to come to your house to try to like guilt him to come to your house because otherwise you're going to hold your breath and turn blue. So he should get you to come to your house. He knows that your netter doesn't count because you said originally, Kol netter shni also the leader is going to be bottle. So the Gemara, this Mishnah needs to, is there's words missing? The idea is this. I want my three good friends. I want Bob, Richard, and Dove to come eat by me. <laughs> and I keep on saying, come, come. Umadiro. <laughs> and I get so upset. I said, you know what? You're not going to come. I'm just going to make a netter. I'm not going to have anything to do with you and get any help from you. That's called Nidre's reason. That we know doesn't mean anything. That's just my frustration. And that's just trying to show you how much I'm upset. And hopefully you'll give in. Now, the other part of the Mishnah is, in other words, from here, Kol Neder Shosek Lidor is a whole separate halacha. A person that doesn't want his Nedarim to apply the whole year, Yamod Be Rosh Hashanah V'yomar, Kol Neder Shani Osek Lidor Yebotu. But that's Uvovad, she is or Eder. He needs to, because that's what it says in the Mishnah, that he remembers something. He remembers that he remembers what he said when he made the nether. Hmm. So the Gemara asks, okay, I understand what you're trying to do with this Mishnah, but Izochar, if you remember when you make this nether, whatever it is, no kumquats, no air conditioning, no freon, then then by making the nether, since you remember you made this pronouncement that you wanted to be bottle and you make the nether anyway, so by going in and making the nether and you remembered what you did on Rosh Hashanah or Erev Rosh Hashanah, so 
haven't you basically shown that you want this to be an editor? The Kaim Leila Nidre. If you remember what you said, so it should be the opposite. That's what Abayah says. You know what? Change the Mishnah as well. It's anyway a very cryptic Mishnah. Put in the words, In other words, when does this work? In other words, if you forget because you were angry, because you're excited, you make this nether. Now, that nether could be a nether that can bind you, but you're covered. Because later, when you calm down, someone will remind you that you made a nether on Erev Shoshana that the nedarim don't count. Oh. So that's what it, but if you, if, when you make this nether, you remember what you said, and you go ahead and make this nether anyway, then the nether counts. That's what Abayah says. Rebbe says, no, don't change the Losh. But what do we mean? When he made the nether, he, he said, it goes on specific things I want to be bought them. But then you forgot what those specific things were. Well, you're not sure. Did you mean only things in a person between you and your wife, things between you and God? You forgot. You knew you meant something, but it was, it was vague to you. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, you've got the urge to make a nether, but you realize that you sort of have a counter statement that you made earlier, but you're not, you don't remember what that counter statement is. And you're trying to rake, rack your brain to remember what specific things you meant to cancel. So, if he remembers, and he says, look, I, I'm making this nether, but I want it to be bound by the limitations I said on Rosh Hashanah. I still got to remember what I said on Rosh Hashanah. I, I have it written down somewhere. I'm going to ask my wife, whoever it was that was with me, my friends, and I'll try to remember what it was that I said. But this nether is, whatever I'm saying now, is basically based on, I don't remember what it is. That's what I, Eino Zocher. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm making this netter, but it's still dependent on what I said earlier. If it doesn't contradict what I said earlier. So then if you find out that it does contradict, because it was, you find out from your friends later that that was the netter that you made, that was the, the, the stipulation that you made, that included everything to do with food, and this was a food thing, then this new netter means nothing. But... If when you make that netter, you say, look, I'm making this, I'm not remembering, meaning not to remember, but having it in your mind and connecting it. That's what it means, zochur. Zochur doesn't mean I forgot. Zochur means that I'm sort of tying it in my mind and maybe even articulating it to this vague nether that I have to do my research and remember what it was. But if you don't say that, lo amar al-dasri shonani no there. Then we know that basically you're just starting afresh. Akri letnoye, whatever you said there doesn't count, and this nether is going to work. Rabbeinu Tam goes to great lengths to show that Abai and Rava aren't arguing in essence. It's just which is a better, whatever you're going to say, it's, you have to force it into this, into the language of the Mishnah. Which one is a clearer forced interpretation? Abai is a Rava. But in essence, both Abai and Rava agree that this trick works. And that if you really forgot totally, 
In other words, if you were totally in the in in in, in the blank about when you made that netter later, this is your backup. Saying the netter is bottle in advance will cancel what you do if you forget if you forgot about it. The only it only becomes tricky when you do have a memory of it and. Abaya comes up with this subtle business where I remember, I don't remember exactly, and I still tie it as long as it doesn't contradict. But a rubber would agree to Abaya, Rabbeinu Tom argues, I'm not going into it, but I'll show you later, that, that, uh, that, that, that a nether, a, a proclamation in advance can obviate a nether, especially, especially, and particularly when you forgot about that proclamation. That proclamation could cover you, even though at the time you made the netter, you forgot totally about the proclamation. It can cover you as an insurance policy. Rubba also agrees to that. He just doesn't think that's what Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov meant, because the words don't seem to justify it, unless you take a monkey wrench and take a change of word. Now, here's another very important piece of this Gemara. Rav Huna Barchinina Sover L'Midrashay B'Pirka. He wanted to make this his Shabbos Shuvadrasha. <laughs> well, not really. He wanted to make it that, that when everybody came in Elul, and he wanted to make all shir about it. He wanted to make a drasha about this halacha. It's, it's so interesting how it works, right? Amrle Rava. No, 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 no. Tana Kamastimle Stume. The Tana, Yehuda Hanasi, put this Mishnah in, and we have conniptions figure it out. He clearly did not want people to know. Meaning, you have to be, uh, if you're a Talmud Chacham, you can figure it out. But the average person who would just, the 10-year-old, who would memorize this Mishnah and say it over, and they would say it after davening, would basically not understand it. It would be in a way that the halacha that's contained in here, the secret, the secret sauce that's in there is pretty much hidden. Nobody gets it. They just read it as one statement. Why? Why did he do that? Why was the Mishnah written so cryptically? To get at, to get it, but the Hamlinam, we don't want them to know. Because we don't want there to be a Kalas Rosh And maybe even the ones who are just starting to learn, we don't want to know. Maybe it's only the ones who are advanced enough to be able to figure out how to make sense of this Mishnah. 80% of them are just going to read it and say, this is a Shreer Mishnah. I don't know what it means. So go on. Because we didn't want the 80% to know this law. Because otherwise, they would say, I can do Nadarim. You know what? I'll just do this proclamation before Rosh Hashanah, and that'll cancel all the stuff that happens. We don't want people making these Nadarim. We don't want people to think Nadarim is something that's that's light. Yeah, you can always Nadarim just some craziness you had in your head. You go to your psychologist, and what is he? He's just going to make sure that you know he's just going to take it out of your brain, and the netter doesn't mean anything. We don't want that to happen. So because of that, the you want to make this your subject. So that's the Gemara. Rabbeinu Tam says that's where it came from. The original minag of Kol Nidre was exactly the, the way that Mishnah, the way that Mishnah was salvaged. That's what we meant. Now, Rabbeinu Tam says that 
That's where this comes from. Now, Rava. Remember, Rava was upset about that other Amora who wanted to make a drasha about it. So how could you think that the Gaonim or I should want to institute this? Anan Darshin We can. We can make this a public event. We can make this public. Why? Mishum Da'idna because things have changed um, from those years. And we know that the Gemara says that in the years of Rav, Nidarim, people were make on Nidarim. But things have changed. People are more machmer now. People aren't going to be, uh, people aren't going to be uh, cavalier about it. Times have changed. And therefore, we, Rapenu Tam took it upon himself to bring this. He says, that's what we're bringing back, or, or that's what the Gaonim tried to bring back. Now, even though Shvuos maybe shouldn't be in there, because we don't want people to, 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 to necessarily think that a Shvuo can cancel. In other words, I'm going to declare in advance that any Shvuo I make is not a Shvuo. That seemed to be only a din in Nadarim. So he says, basically, it's about Nadarim. But Shavuos got sort of thrown in there, even though a Shavuos is something different. Now, um, the truth is, is that even though Rava was against people knowing about it, there's a difference between Tamini Chachamim and Amaratzim. In other words, we always know that uh, what we allow for Tamachacham is not for an Amaratz. And maybe the only reason why this halacha was kept under wraps was because of Amal Ratzim, he says. They were coming to the to the Pirka. The Pirka was this big, Rabbeinu Tam says, this big public event where everybody showed up, even people who didn't know how to learn, to honor the Tamid HaChachamim. But we didn't want them to pick up this dangerous knowledge. But we're talking about when the Gaonim instituted in the yeshivos, it was the Tamid HaChachamim that were in, it was instituted for. And therefore, the Tamina Chachamim, in a period that we aren't so uh, involved in, 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 we're not going to be Mako in the Darim, the Gaonim or Rabbeinu Tam himself thought it would be worthwhile to institute this. He also says that, that in the Pirka, they, they did a dispensation. They would use the language, they would use Aramaic, Arabic eventually, in the Pirka, they, they translated. And that was another reason. So the Amaratsim understood things. Now, um, according to Rabbeinu Tam, why do you have to say Venislach, though? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. So Rabbeinu Tam has to say, based on a similar uh, Gemara that the Rush brings, about oh, because if if this will happen in the future and I won't forget about it, I forgot about my nether. So it's similar to what the Gemara says in Nazir that if a, a woman um, makes a nether, she's not going to drink wine, and her husband hears it and is made for it, but she doesn't know that, and she drinks the wine. It says Hashem Yislach Lo. So it might be that even though what I pronounced today cancels anything I say later, I still need slicha because I forgot about it. And that's why we say Venislach. 
but we don't have to say Now, why is it said three times? Not because it's Hataris Nadarim. Hataris Nadarim can't work. So why do we say it three times? So he comes up with a reason, and that the reason is is because that's the way all Chachamim, when Chachamim institutes something, it's always done three. We know, for example, when they would cut the Omer on Shabbos, and they did it in a way to make sure that people understood that this was the halacha, not like the Tztukim. They said, is this a magal that I have in my hand? Is this a magal? Is this a magal? Because the Tztukim said you would cut the Omer, not Mimochras HaShabbos, always on, a, always on a Saturday night. And we cut the Omer the day after, uh, the day after Pesach. They say it's Mimochras HaShabbos. So in order to, whenever we're trying to emphasize something, we do it three times. Also by Chalitza. When we call the, when we, after the person has done Chalitza, and we sort of you know, um, excoriate the guy and make him feel bad, as, as he should, we say, Cholotanal, base Cholotanal, base Cholotanal, that's what this house is. We say it three times. Now, I would, he says, Ani shamati and that's better. <laughs> it's better to, why? Because if you say it three times, people think it's Heter Nadarim. And it's not Heter Nadarim. It's Lafita Usam, people started saying it three times, like a Heter Nadarim. But if Rabbeinu Tam has his druthers, he should only say Kol Nidre once. He says, I found in the old Machzorim, people wrote in the words, Chutz Migzeros Hayishu V'takonos HaKal. In other words, it's like a little, the fine print of, of, of Kol Nidre. And it works except if there's Xero that was made by the, by, the, by the pioneers who settled this land, or in this community, they made a special law that everybody has to adhere to. Now, once again, he says, that would make sense, you'd have to say, except if you're talking about an Avera that you did. If you're talking about that, that you went and violated knowingly or by forgetfulness, you want to go be matir that. So well, I can't be matir something that has to do with the larger community, a community law or something that the king set up or that all the, 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 the aldermen of the city set up to be bounding for all our generations. That I can't be matir. That you need to say that it doesn't work. But he says that that's if, you, if it's something you violated. But if it's about the future, of course you don't have to say that. If it's based on the Gemara Nadarim that we learned up together, and that is what Rapalti might have had in mind, and that's what Rabbeinu Tam wants to now keep on going, then you don't need to say that. Because it's obviously only about your individual Nadarim. It can't be about something that is that is bound by your grandparents or the people who settled this country and that made everybody be bound by it. Like the haromim in Yerushalayim that you can't have mudechol or whatever, whatever, or that you can't have in the weddings. You can't have more than one uh, musician. All those things which are which are which are supposedly takonasakal, which uh, or in the Syrian community to marry gayrim. All those things are not what the person himself made. So kol nidre, of course, can't work on that. The only person, the only reason you need to say that is if you felt what you were doing was saving yourself from your violations. But if you're basically giving yourself that backstop, you're giving yourself that insurance policy for the future, then of course you don't need to say that. As he says, 
V'divrei havoi heinu parachem ba'avir, which is what we say about heter nadarim, that they sometimes are floating in the air because you can't figure them out. He says it's all wrong, and 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 what and what they've done is another. And, and, and you're right, Bob. One of the reasons why uh, it's been a, a considered sort of a a a taina on the Jews that they say kol nidre is that anti-Semites have used it as a way to show. You see what they do on their holiest day of the year? You know, they they say that anything that they've promised that they're going to promise you, they don't hold by, and that they basically don't agree with it. Um, and therefore, you can't trust the Jews in business because. Any, any promise they make, they've already said on Arabian Kippur, it doesn't hold true. And it was used as, you know, one of these Haman-like um, anti-Semitic diatribes about what Jews are doing. And I think it's a little bit connected to your point, Bob. Um, uh, I once heard from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, something which is obviously not true, but uh, he suggested it, that Kol Nidre got its power during the time of the Maranos. I mean, as I've shown you here, even in the, in the ninth century, it was considered already ancient. So it was, it's clearly, it precedes the Muranos by, um, you know, uh, you know uh, about uh, 700 years or 600 years. So, it, it, but he suggests that it allowed the Muranos to come back into Shul. And that when they said Kol Nidre, he meant the promises they made to the church promises they made to Jesus and therefore this allowed, this is why we say before Kol Nidre, we allow the Tefillahs to have Roshoyim to come in, or Avar Yonim to come in, people who have who have gone over to the other side, we give them the right to, to come in and pray with us um, that's what Rabbi Sachs suggested it's a beautiful idea, that's why he said that Tanyim Kippur, they were allowed to come back into the shul, these Jews who lived openly like Christians but on Yom Kippur, they were able to show who they really were, and that's what he felt the Kol Nidre was. A total fantasy, you know, but but it's its a nice little fantasy that he said. Um, and it's possible that it was, uh, to be Matzik Rabbi Sachs, it's possible that as more Moranos and people who were coming back after having sworn allegiance to Christianity and other things, it's possible that's part of the reason why, you know, they salvaged Kol Nidre and pushed it. Uh, as much as they did, and maybe not like Rabbi Natam's Nusach, but like the old one, all the promises and, and things that I made in the past. Again, I, I, I say it's really out of respect to Rabbi Sachs, but you know, <laughs> I don't think he's right. One interesting thing is that we can end here is the fact uh, Rabbi Natam knew, again, he dealt with one issue. What are you, according to Rabbi Natam, why are you using this? Rabbi was against promoting it. And he has to say, well, times have changed, and that was for Amaratzim. What about the fact that the, Gemara, the way the Gemara salvages the Rosh Hashanah time, it's not a Yom Kippur time. So he says, he says, even though the Mishnah says it should be on Yom Kippur, first of all, Yom Kippur, there's no bottle mikol melacha. Nobody's cooking at home. There's a whole bunch of people in Shul. And it's close enough to Rosh Hashanah. And sometimes Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah get the same name. Where do you see that? In the 40th parak of Yechezkel. What does it say there? It says, Be'ezer Mechamei Shana V'Galuseinu B'Rosh Hashanah, Basor V'Chodesh. It was the 25th year of the Golos. 
on Rosh Hashanah, on the 10th of the month, and the 14th year after the city had been attacked, on that day, I had Nevuah from God. So Chazal say, what's, what's Yechezkel talking about? It's Rosh Hashanah, it's on the 10th? Oh, that must be a Yovel. And this is the way we figure out exactly when the Churban was. And was it a year of Shemitah? And was it not? That was exactly what year it was. Um, because that would have been a Shnas Yovel. And the reason why on a Yovel year you call the 10th of the month Rosh Hashanah is because, as the Radak says, because Avodim Yotzelacheres Bishnas Yovel on Yom Kippur, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to give Yecheskel the Nevuah that we're going to leave the Golis on Yom Kippur. Because on a Yovel year, had we been in Eretz Yisrael, had it been a Yovel year, everybody, all the Avodim would leave. That's what it's like on Yom Kippur as well. We can we can go back, a real tshuva, as it would be, to our source, to where we come from. And Yecheskel refers to the 10th day of the month on that Yovel year as Rosh Hashanah, because that's the essence of Yovel, is the idea of Slicha and Tahara and restoration. But sorry. Therefore, it's appropriate that on Yom Kippur, we, we right, but as Yom Kippur begins, we should make this, do this proclamation. True, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, true, the Mishnah says Rosh Hashanah. But Yom Kippur, in a way, especially as it reflects what Yovel is about, is sort of the essence of restoration, the essence of things going back to the way they should be. And maybe, and this is me talking, maybe by doing it on Yom Kippur, <laughs> you won't become that person later who will make those midar. In other words, Yom Kippur itself will sort of protect you from making those nadarim later. True, you're saying if I do make it, it should be both. But by by getting to by getting by coming together on Yom Kippur, not Rosh Hashanah, but on a day that's meant to to sort of restore you, I'll say it even better. The whole idea of a nether is, I need stuff. I'm weak. I, I need to have this. I need to evoke this power that I have to make things into a carbon on some personal thing. I, I have, I cannot be close to God. I cannot be the person I'm meant to be unless I make kamkwatsasar, unless I, 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 I remove air conditioning from my life. All of that is, is the approach of someone who doesn't trust God and doesn't trust the innate power of his own spirituality. And therefore, even though it's true, this is sort of a safety net, but it might be a hidden message here. And the message might be, you don't need these Nadarim. The Dharma for the weak, the nausea, someone who feels, oh, I got to struggle with my Yitzhara, that's too much. Maybe that's, in a way, how you know, the Kol Nidre should really perhaps push you towards your real self that in which, yes, you know you have the power to make it better. You have the power to create your own little Taryag world, 
it's necessary, but you don't need it. And everything is right here for you. You're able to swim within the world here and you can find growth. You don't need to have gimmicks. That's ultimately what an editor is. It's a powerful gimmick. And if you're bound by it, again, you might never shave your head. Never, you might grow your beard long. You might have many, many things. But it's usually the sign of someone who needs, who's flawed, who needs that sort of aggressive approach. And Kipper teaches we don't need that. And I think that might be, again, the beauty of, of what Kol Nidre is about. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.